before we jump into the episode, let's get all of our ads out of the way. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot in an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ICTPOD. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code ICTPOD at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for details. Now a quick word from our sponsor, Audible. Audible is the best provider of your favorite books in audio form so you can listen on the train, on the plane, or in the car on the way home from work. There are thousands of titles available to download, but for me, I'm eyeballing One Game at a Time by Harnarayan Singh. To start your 30-day free trial, visit audibletrial.com slash icecold. That's audibletrial.com slash icecold. And now it's time for the episode. You're as cold as ice. You win. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ice Cold Takes podcast. I am your host, Joey DiMeglio, and today we have a recap of Game 1 of the Rangers versus Penguins first round series, and joining me to discuss the disappointing but exciting triple overtime match is Kyle Hall from the Broadway Hat Podcast. Kyle, how are you? You know, we talked about doing this show a couple days ago. I was hoping it would be for a win, and hoping me and you would be pumped up. Instead, we were up until midnight. We watched Triple OT loss. We watched a goal get taken off the board for a win. We're both not happy. Let's let's roll. <laughs> yeah, there is there was there is the good, there is bad, and then there was ugly. Yeah, the good. I have to start by saying bravo to Igor Shesterkin. The man stood on his head, making seventy nine saves, the second yeah. most all time in a single playoff game. His first, like, just just think about this. The kid's first NHL playoff game, and he's already breaking records. Like, he set I the know. Rangers' record for saves in a single game. Like, he's already breaking Lundqvist's records. You know how, like, crazy that is? It's insane. It's And you look at the stats, he's got, like, a 950 save percentage. You get four goals. Like, that's insane. Like, that's, like, you know, it's an insane save percentage. But, yeah, I mean, how many saves did he make that were just, like, oh, my God. I go back to that to the he had a glove save. I believe it was in the third period. It was right off a of face off. I have no idea yep. how he how he grabbed that, but that was such a beautiful snag. And right before the Penguins' first goal, it was a two on one cross creaser, and he sprawled out and did a Spider Man scorpion save, whatever it was, and it was just incredible. Yeah. Unfortunately, Gensel got the got the goal. Uh, because they never gave up. Crosby basically took over in that game. And, you yeah. know, for the longest time, I don't know about you, for the longest time, going back to the regular season, I have been waiting for the Penguins to show some pushback against the Rangers <laughs> because obviously the Rangers dominated them in the last three meetings of the regular season against them. I was waiting for, you know, Crosby or Malkin to show up or Gensel or Rust, like those guys to to show up and and, you know, lead their team to a victory or or make it at least close in a game 
and they finally did that. In, say they in did game. that last night. Yeah, they did. yeah. I mean, Crosby, the Rangers looked like they did the entire year against the Penguins in the first period. I mean, they right. were dominant. And then Nemeth, who two penalties taken, probably two actual calls that should have been made. I mean, he had a rough – he played well in the overtime session because when Lincoln was in and out, he actually did play well at the spots. But that penalty, like, kind of got Pittsburgh maybe a little settled down there in the first period because the Rangers had them on the ropes. I mean, Reeves was putting dudes through the boards. Lafreniere was putting guys to the boards. Like, everyone was hitting. The Rangers looked so fast. And I and maybe it hurt them in the overtime periods because they looked a little bit slower than the Penguins maybe at some times. Maybe they came a little too fast. But, I mean, they came out ready to put a hurting on Pittsburgh. And Casey D. Smith, I mean, he kept them in the game. I mean, he made a ton of really good saves. But, I I mean, as soon as they won that power play, it kind of got evened out in the second period. Crosby and his line took it over. I mean, 36 years old, the dude can still is, – is unbelievable. Getzel has such a quick shot. You see why he scored 40 goals. And Malkin, you know, he loses uh, Raquel. So then he's got – was a Bluger was playing on his line. I mean, he carried that line too the entire night. I mean, and Crystal Tang's playing 50 minutes. I think he got like set 10 shots on goal and he's shutting down Panarin every time he touches the puck. So, I mean, their big, their big guns came to play. And you can say maybe Panarin had one of his worst games as a Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to jump into that too. You know, but... Panarin was kind of MIA. I would say Zabanja didn't have that great of a game last night. He, I feel like he didn't say that. I felt like the like Ryan Strom stood out to me, even though. Mm-hmm. He, you know, maybe Fox's pass, he wasn't looking for Fox should have shot that puck anyway. But I thought Strom stood out. The kid line looked really good. The fourth line, I think, played well. I think Reeves did his job and getting the energy going. I, Keandre Miller, I think, is the star of the game for the Rangers. I mean, yeah, I that think kid was unbelievable last night. Yeah, Miller made some mistakes early on, like he would get caught. But then towards the end of the game, oh, my gosh, like the defensive plays he made, I mean, stepping up on Malkin, up, staying oh. with him. That was awesome. Oh my gosh! Hats off to that kid. Awesome. Braden Schneider in the very beginning made a really good defensive play. It was like in the first period. I forget who it was on, but it was a nice stick check to break up a possible two on one and deflect the puck into the netting. I had no problems with our defense. It was through the through three periods. Everything after three periods for me, I might get heat for this is irrelevant because I think the game should have been over. And by at that point, yeah. The, the, both teams were gassed, and you could see that they're both struggling to find offense. I think the Penguins did have the better chances. They look like the they better did. team. Yeah, they, they they had more energy. They had I thought they yeah. had more energy. The Rangers had their chances. I mean, hell, you bring in the third-string goalie, and you, you, you can't score I on thought him. I that was and, it. You know, that was, you know, the guy's sitting there eating spicy whatever, spicy sausage in between periods whatever he was eating there. And he gets, you know, his eyes like lit up when they said to go in the game. Like he's sitting there, you see his pads like up to his shoulder, like up to his like nose. Mm-hmm. And you see his eyeballs like light up. And it's like, all right, we finally like this is the break. Like, all right, let's go. And then they couldn't do. Like, they had what maybe one really good chance against him. Like everything was right at him. Like Fox had a couple quick shots first at him. They kept Which, shooting it into his glove. Yeah, I'm test, like they didn't test his blocker. That's yeah. what I was calling for. I was telling them to to like start shooting on the other side because. <laughs> it would fake him out, you know? Yeah. I'm like, you know, they just didn't, they didn't get like the big opportunity against him. And I, honestly, I think Fox peppering him the first couple of shots, just trying to like get the puck on net, which is great. But I think that also probably calmed him down. Cause he saw the puck a couple of times. Yeah. So yeah, I, it probably I worked against the Rangers too. too, but 
I mean, we'll get into the disallowed goal, but I mean, the Rangers had their chances to to win that game, and they just couldn't get it done. I've had I've been very supportive of Lafreniere recently. He's been, He's really been good. one of my favorite. He might be my favorite player on the Rangers, and I was still skeptical of that third line of having it all kids. I think it's better if Goudreau is in there in place of one of them. I think what you could do, I'll go back to, to, to this discussion in a little bit, but I think what you could do, I think Vitrano was invisible. I think you could move him yeah. down to the third line and bring Kako or Lafreniere up to that top line and then and then roll with Vitrano, Hedl, and Kako. Something and like something along those lines. It's funny you said that because there was one part, I think it was either the end of the second or the start. I think it was the end of the second overtime. And uh, Goodrow came in. On that top line, replacing Vetrano because they wanted another centerman out there in an offensive zone faceoff, a defensive zone faceoff, and I was like, "Oh, good." I, my my mind was like, "All right, good." Like they're, they're switching up a line here because Vetrano has been invisible, and I was like, "Okay, good." They're putting Goodrow up. Maybe they'll get some energy going here, and then they immediately put Vetrano back on that line in the third overtime. So I was like, "All right." So I guess that was just literally for that faceoff. But I would, you know, Goodrow has played well with that line this year at, at certain times, so. And like you said, Vetrano really had no impact on the game at all, mm-hmm. like good or bad or negative. Like he was just kind of like you said, invisible. Like he, yep. like his quick shot, like we saw no quick shots from him. Like, no, he used his speed, like learned two times to get into the zone, but then really did nothing else with it. So, you know, yeah, I, I can see, you know, maybe them moving in that around. I think the kid line right now is kind of gelling. So I'm like, maybe don't separate them, but that's true. But he went like one for 10 on faceoffs last night. So, mm-hmm. I mean, every time they are on the ice, they're immediately put on, on the defensive side. Like, that's tough. And, I, like, they were doing really well when they were coming off into live play and they were keeping good pressure. But every time Hito takes a faceoff, he's losing faceoffs. Like, mm-hmm. it, you can't continue to go down that road with him. You know, I don't know what they do about that. If Goodrill moves up and takes faceoff, I don't know. Because, you know, he had the injury where he wasn't doing faceoffs for most of the year. And now he's, quote, unquote, 100% healthy. But. It's tough. It's tough to start off every possession playing defense, especially for that line. At first, I was I was happy with how they played in the first period. It came out with a lot of energy, you know, a lot like you said, Lafreniere is hitting everybody, everyone yeah. in sight. And then the second period comes, and the Rangers just get absolutely decimated. Twenty five shots against. It doesn't help when you keep taking penalties, yeah. or if the ref calls them, or whatever, whatever, whatever floats your boat. However you think of it. But that line made me more skeptical, and I was hopeful that you know they would figure it out. And then when they scored that th- that goal, it was like just everything that I had ever wanted just happened, right? Like they contributed mm-hmm. in such a meaningful way. You know, that's a that's a winning play right there, and that's why I say the Rangers played well enough to win through three periods, not through six periods, but through three periods, which is what the game should have been. They played well enough to win. Everything after that, to me, they didn't play well enough. Okay, I'll admit. Yeah, Yeah, they weren't good enough to win. If you took those three periods, those three overtime periods, by themselves as, like, game two, the Rangers lose that game, Mm -hmm. I think. Shosturkin, yeah, well, he'll keep you in it, but I don't think the Rangers uh, come out on top in in, in that game in particular. I think it was pretty even through the first three periods. Rangers dominated the first. Penguins dominated the second, and then both teams had a pretty equal amount of shots in the third period, but they were both playing conservatively. And then at that point, with like four, three, four minutes left in the game, Kako pulls off that move to the net, 
to set up Hedl. What an effort by Kako. It, it, pretty I much know. exactly like the goal he scored against New Jersey earlier in the year, where he also made contact with the goalie, goalie. but he scored in that game. This one, he set up Hedl with the goalie out of the net. So, yeah, he made contact with DeSmith. But, I mean, to me, what do you want him to do, man? Like, you're supposed to go to the net. You're supposed to go to the net, right? He gets pushed from behind. Even if he doesn't get pushed from behind, he's trying to make a move to the other side. He's obviously not trying to, you know, lay on top of the goalie like Dwight King did. He's not trying to do that. He's trying to score a goal. And, you know, the, the effort was there. I was sold that that was a goal. I was so happy that that they were the guys to pull it off. And then to see it get taken away was so devastating. And I didn't see the Rangers. I was hopeful that they would get another one. But I just, deep down, I, like I told you before we started recording, that I, I knew that it just wasn't going to be enough. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to come back from that right as a team like it's gotta be so deflating like going from basically having a win in your hands to getting ripped away from you um i've watched that video like a thousand times now Mm -hmm, like it's just so bad like you just like kind of like was his foot like you know like you're kind of like trying to like analyze as we want and and i was lucky i was going back and forth with tim peel the longtime angel of referee and he's actually on my show today with emergency press emergency uh, episode so and he breaks down the play and because i didn't obviously you don't know what the officials look at and to be honest with you what he said was something that i didn't really look at was that the first thing that contacted the goalie was kako's knee wasn't Dumoulin; it was kako's knee and that's why he believes that it was overturned because he, even though Dumoulin was riding him he wasn't shoving him he was leaning on him it wasn't a shove but i made the argument with him i said if you look at kako's skates they're horizontal to the goalie they're not going towards him and he agreed he goes yeah the the kid was making all the effort to get out of the way but he's like because it was such a tight area he was coming right in from the bottom of the the face-off circle and he's like it's such a tight area he might have hit him no matter what but i'm like yeah yeah, he might have like that's not you can't say might have right on the ice was goal you have to remember that and that's what i asked so i asked i'm like why they call it a goal on the ice. And he said where the, where Chris Lee, the referee was staying, was, uh, was um, stationed was where Kako was skating towards. So where Kako made contact was on the back leg. And so you can't see that from that angle. So to a referee, that's a good goal. What I was thought about when they went through the review was it was a really quick review too. Like it was not like a two minute review. Like when it came back that quick, I was like, goal. Like there's no chance they overturned that quick. So it was a really quick overturn, but hearing it from like an actual referee explain it. I don't like the explanation. I still think it's a goal, but I understand it better now, but still like, I still think like I was like, but Dumoulin was pushing, like he made contact at the bottom of the face off circle and rides him down. And he's like, if there was an extension of a cross check, you can say yes, but he's literally just leaning on him. So there's no extension of anything. He kind of like guides him into his own goalie, but I mean, what a play in general. And then for him to have the wherewithal to pass it back on his belly back to Hedo for the goal, like an incredible play. But you know, if, if that, if the Rangers lose this series in game seven, you know, if it goes seven games, whatever it is, the Rangers lose because of that call. 
then you can go back and really look at it. But if the Rangers go on and win the series in six, you kind of forget about that call. You move right. on. It's <laughs> if the Rangers loses in five games, you know, I, the only way you can go back on that and say they blew the series was that first game. Like it, the Rangers right now, they, they, they can regroup. I mean, this team has been resilient all year, winning the, you know, winning games at the losses. Igor's record after a loss is like incredible. So, I mean, I don't blame the referee if they lose game two. You know what I mean? Like I don't like, Game two is a whole separate game. Like they're they're professionals. They'll put it behind them. They'll figure it out. Like Ryan Strom said last night, it's a 50-50 goal. It, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. And, you know, today Ranger fans are mad, but if it went the other way, Penguins fans would be mad. Like, yeah. No sure. one's going to be happy about it. But I think, do I think it was a goal? Yes, I think it was a goal. But yeah, it, like but you're you, saying, the 50-50 call, it seemed like there were so many of them that the Rangers Don't didn't get. get. Even if it was a 50-50 call, I wrote this down. It seemed like every call that could have gone either way went to the Penguins. And I get that you can't yeah. rely on the calls to win your games, but the Rangers couldn't seem to catch a break. The The one break they got was Deming coming in and the Lindgren thing in the, in the beginning. That was clearly not a major. I mean, yeah, sure, penalty, fine. Not a not a not a suspendable hit, not a dirty hit at no, all. No, no, no. It's not gonna get sped all. He won't get any phone call for that. That was a clean hit. That was just two full speed men hitting each other. Right. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that Raquel got hurt. Yeah, it is unfortunate. But you know, that that's playoff hockey, right? Like big yep. hits and big action. But um I think because and actually Peel said it too in the show, because he got hurt and because Lingren hit him. Hit him in his high chest. His neck naturally went backwards, and that's why the call was made. And they actually, once they make the call, they can only review it to a two. They can't take it off the board. Mm-hmm. So, you know, looking back on it, you know, like and like he said, like the reason why they have the highlight, have the review. I mean, is uh, because of Vegas. You know, a couple of years with a five minute major, they kind of turned the whole series and whole thing around there. Um, and then you can go back and, and take that off the board and put it as a two minute, but still like the Rangers didn't see any power play after that. Like you would think they would try to even it out after that. There was plenty to be called and the refs swallowed their whistle after the second period, after that bad call on Truba, um, the, the five on three, which it was a bad call. I think everyone knows that was a bad call. Um, actually Peel said that was a bad call too. And he was very pro official too. So like. It was you a very a soft call. call, especially considering that the team, the Rangers were already shorthanded. Fu- exactly. It's not a call you see very often, especially in a playoff game. Right. They're going to call that. I mean, that was really tic-tac. And it's even I worse mean. when you consider the fact that everything after was never called. There was nothing called after Nothing that. called. I mean, Lafreniere got elbow in the mouth once. Strom got hit in the neck with a cross check. I mean, how many times Keandre Miller got slashed by Crosby in front of the net? It, I mean, yeah, after the whistle stuff too, like Crosby's all over Miller. I have no idea what that's all about. Like yeah, I think it goes back battling. to it, go, it goes back to the game I went to where they it was like at the end of the second period in that regular season game, the Rangers won five one. Like there was beef between Miller and Lafreniere, or Miller, not Lafreniere, uh, Miller and Crosby. Yeah, I don't know what was said, but obviously Crosby feels a certain way about Miller, and yeah. <laughs> Um, but maybe, you know what, like you brought up the Vegas thing. I think that's a good point to bring up because people complain that 
you know, it turned the whole series around. But how do you let up three or four power play goals in the same power play? Well, that too. You know, you have yeah. yeah. So at, maybe at some this point... is a lesson for these young Rangers to not stop playing, even if you think the calls aren't going your way. And for us as fans too, to never take things for granted. Like we had a two nothing lead, a three two lead. I was expecting Pittsburgh to come back, like to 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 show some fight. I wanted the win, of course. I thought I still think, even though it wasn't a complete effort, in some, not a complete effort like we've seen before against the Penguins, but I don't think that's a sustainable route to victory. You can't be perfect against a team that's won three Stanley Cups with Crosby. You know, mm. we, you, you, I thought through, like I said before, through three periods, it still should have been enough to get the, the victory. It's just there, basically the formula that we used in the early stages of the season where we played well enough to stay in the game, or Shesterkin was outstanding and kept us in the game, and then we played well enough on offense or power play or whatever would get us through and get us a goal when we needed it. Basically that formula. No, mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen every single game. Are you kidding me? I don't want to rely on that. We just we the, our last era of Rangers playoff hockey was that every single game Lundqvist would bail us out when we win two one or three to two. I don't want that again. I want the the dominant performances, but it's going to be very difficult against a team like Pittsburgh. Uh, how yeah, like ultimately the Rangers lost the game themselves because they did they failed to show up to play. I'll admit it. Yes, they did not. They didn't finish well enough to 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 win, uh, but it's just the, you know you have to find a way to bounce back too. They they failed to take advantage of a cold goalie and and they lost. I, I think Pittsburgh came out to play for the goalie too. I think that has something to do with it. Well, you saw and, right when when he came in, they really pressured because they knew. Yes, yeah, they, they knew they had, they had you know they had to get one on the board very soon or else this kid's gonna eventually break. Um. And they did. And they got it. I mean, he, they, Rangers didn't put enough pressure on him. I mean, that, that's it. I mean, they put really one or two quality chances on net. And they, they did not take advantage of that at all. I'm interested to see the response from the Rangers. I, I want to see, I want to see a first period like, like they had in this, in game one. I want to see that again. And, I want them to just never take their foot off the, off the pedal. I'm a Mets fan. No lead is safe. Nothing is safe. <laughs> you can never take things for granted. This is what they need to learn. This is a young team. And I, I hope, I mean, as a as a fan, I'm so disappointed. You are too, Kyle. I know that. Every Ranger fan thinks it should be a goal. They got robbed, bottom line, but they still should have put their foot forward and, and kept going. I understand yeah. that. Yes, I get that now. I was talking to some fans, like, after the game, and I was still pissed off that, you know, that they didn't count that goal. I'm like, you know, relying on the refs is a cop out. It's a cop out. It's not a it's not a fun way to win to win a game. We they were screwed. They were robbed, I think. Uh regardless of what Tim Tim Peel said. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna check that episode out, by the way. Like I, I'm yeah. interested to see what else he has to say about, about that game. Uh but also they played basically two games in one night. And now I want to see how they bounce back, if they're going to be tired or fatigued. The young team, young team, I want to see more ice time for Lafreniere and uh, Kako. Kako, to me, was like the best forward out there for the Rangers. He was really – he played a strong game. The whole – I thought he'll start off slow and play better towards the end of the game. I mean, the, you got to think, talking about the age, you got to hope the Rangers have the advantage, right? Like, 
They got young, a lot more younger legs than, than Pittsburgh. Latang is 34 playing 58 or 50 minutes, whatever you played last night. Crosby's obviously 36. Malkin's 34, 35. So like you got to hope that the Rangers young legs kind of come through here for them. But it, you know, what is up? I haven't really seen an update on DeSmith. I know it was cramps. I guess it was the issue. Like, I guess he's back for game two, but you know, I know Jari's basically been ruled out. I think he's still in Pittsburgh. They left him behind and he hasn't even seen the ice. So um, could we see a Domingue game two or uh, is the Smith back or what, you know, I don't know what his actual extent of the injury is. I know Hank and Hank and Valley were giving it to him. Like you don't come out of a game for cramps. Like they were really harping on it during the uh, mm-hmm. intermission. I was, I was surprised they were really going after him like that, but I guess like that's kind of like a goalie pride thing. Like you play through it. Um, but obviously he like couldn't move. Like, I don't know. Like he skated off yeah, the ice man. fine, but when, when he walked, like he couldn't walk. So kind of, kind of crazy. Yeah. I, I didn't expect that at all, but regardless of who the goalie is, the Rangers have got to throw everything at the, at the net. Like they have to test the goalie. It, like again, the lesson they learned, don't take it for granted. You have a two, nothing lead. They blow it. You think it's in the bag and they blow it. Mm-hmm. You have a, a cold goalie in the game in the third overtime and you make him look like Patrick Waugh or Dominic Hasek and you, you don't win. Again, if Domingue comes in back a third string goalie, really like third string goalie, don't take it easy on the guy. Go at him. Like don't I know. let up. Full pedal to the metal, full acceleration. Like I don't want any stopping or whatever. I want Reeves to keep throwing the body. Uh, but I, I think... I think uh, I feel good about game two. I think that the Rangers have a good chance of bouncing back. They just have to, if they could shut down Crosby, then if they get the matchups right, if they get the matchups right where Zibanejad is out there against Crosby, then I feel more confident in the, the Rangers' ability to come away with a victory. Yeah, I think, I mean, the Crosby Lions would have kept that, the Penguins in the game, right? I mean, they're yeah. they're a one-line team. You can say it's a one-line team. But they, they do have good depth players, but... They were one nine one line team last night, and I think the Rangers got to answer for that. The Rangers got to start winning some faceoffs in the offense in oh, the defensive yes. zone. I mean, they yes. keep on losing faceoffs in the defensive zone, and that's not just heel. That's everyone was losing faceoffs last night. So, you know, I know Cop is this great faceoff guy, and he did do okay last night. But I mean, Malkin and Cross were killing them on draws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like. They, that's a that's an Achilles heel right there. That's the, the Joe Micheletti pointed out that the Rangers kept losing offensive zone faceoffs, and you know that's gonna come back to bite you, especially in overtime. Like when when everybody's tired, if you win a faceoff, you get a play quick play to the net. You don't know what's gonna happen, like a deflection, like the goal that happened, a garbage goal. To it's a garbage goal. It's not pretty, yeah, but it's a goal. You know. It, whatever whatever it takes to win and pittsburgh has a, has plenty of experience what was it they have like over 1100 career playoff games as a roster and the rangers only have like four or five hundred games yeah career they know what it takes to win they know what they need to do it just took them three overtime periods to crack Shesterkin. but i mean uh yeah it's just it's 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 tough for the rangers it's a tough pill to swallow for them but they they've They've been a good bounce back team all year and they need to do this. They need to do it again. You're not in trouble unless you lose two games on home ice. And it, there's a chance for that to happen. So don't there's let it chance, happen. There's a chance. There's a chance yeah. for it to happen. Don't let it happen. Like, please just buckle down and don't take anything for granted. That's the message for me. If I'm the coach, I'm saying don't take anything for granted. 
go go run up this score like Colorado did last night. What was it? Seven one. Yeah. Was that the final against uh, Nashville? Yeah. I mean that game was over in the first period. Whatever that. They went up like four nothing like that. I was like, oh. Yeah. Don't don't stop like scoring goals. Like just the first twenty five minutes of the the game were incredible, and then you know Crosby took over. Like okay, yes. The if you look at the analytics, the one of the worst periods all season for the Rangers. Mm-hmm. One of the worst periods all season. No questions about it. But you have to look at it from Crosby's perspective too. I still think he's the best player in the world. Until McDavid is able until Crosby retires and is in the Hall of Fame, he's the best player. I'm sorry. I hate to admit it. I, I dislike Crosby, but he's a hell of a player. He's Sid the Kid. That's why he's got three cups, why he's going going to the Hall of Fame. A gold medal, three two gold medals, sorry. And you know, He's one of the best, and he took advantage. They gave him way too much open ice on that second goal. The defenseman backed up too far, and he cuts in. Beautiful scene pass to Gensel, who buries it on Shesterkin. You cannot give him any open ice, any open ice at all. He's uh, fine. He just finds the open ice so easily, right? Like, yeah, and he finds it too. And he, cut, he cut in. He <clears throat> exploited that so quickly. As soon as he crossed the blue line, he made a beeline to the corner to, towards the boards. And Gensel went straight to the net. It was a set play for sure. He just like all of a sudden, like he's not even in camera frame. And then like the puck goes in. It's like, where's Crosby? He's right there. And he's just like all alone. Like even on the, there was like a dump in the boards. He's read it perfectly. Like right at the end of the second OT, maybe or the end of the first OT. I forget which it was right towards the end of one of the periods. And I was like, they like just dumped it in and went right to the corner boards. And sure enough, there's Crosby right there trying to chip it in. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Right. He was out. It seemed like he was out there like every single shift. Yeah. And he just puts himself and like, that's the hockey IQ, right? Like he puts himself in the perfect position at all times on the ice to make sure he's in the right spot to score. And that's, that's why he's, you know, one of the best to ever do it. Right. Like he's so hockey smart. Like he knows exactly where his teammates are exactly where he needs to go. And like that, that top line they have is like they're really good. They, like, Rust is really good. Like he's yeah, not afraid he's to shoot the puck. Severely underrated. I think yeah. he's a great player. Some team, I don't know if Pittsburgh's going to keep him, but whoever gets him in the offseason is going to have a great player. And he seems like he always plays well against Rangers too, unfortunately. Like for yeah. whatever reason, he loves seeing the Ranger, uh, Ranger jersey out there because he steps up his game. But um, I mean, yeah, it, it the, they, like we said, like they have to bounce back game too. Like you got to go into the, Pittsburgh with a split here and then you come out of Pittsburgh 2-2 you're back at home ice game five you know for the chance to go up in the series and then you know from there it's 3-2 you got win one game yeah it, you're not out of the series yet it's it's so early it sucks that it happened to happen this way like you kind of wish they never even scored that goal and it just kind of went right. to overtime right if you're gonna but, lose just lose don't you know yeah like such pain just like with the for me again, like just like with the Mets, if you're gonna lose, lose. Don't <laughs> don't get our hopes up and then lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I then know. just to hammer the point home that Crosby is just just incredible, like the best in the world. I always think like, okay, if you're the best at what you do, how can you make yourself better? And at one of those overtime periods, Miller was trying to clear the puck, oh, and Crosby's yeah. in the middle of the ice. It was the puck was nowhere like it was just impossible to 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 like bat out of the air and you know what Crosby does he bats it out of the air like it's like he's a baseball player he baseball swung it yeah yeah it was 
it, it wasn't even like a low one. It was like really high too. Like it was not an easy play at all. And he's able to do that so effortlessly. If they scored on that, I would have I would have been completely fine with that. I would have been like, <laughs> okay, all right, Crosby, fine, you won this one. We'll get you in game two. I would have been less pissed off. That would have I would have acknowledged that it was a great play, but that that right there was just outstanding he could he could retire and have a second career with the pittsburgh pirates <laughs> pirates stink he probably could yeah yeah he he probably <laughs> could like i i know he's his hand eye is just incredible uh, yeah i mean his pat I mean, the way he can lift the puck too on passes and like the saucer passing and the backhand passing that he does it's incredible he, he is incredible he is incredible um from a ranger standpoint like they need their big guns to step up like pittsburgh did right like yeah i'm they, looking towards Pan- looking at panarin that was yeah. you said in the very beginning that panarin was that was one of his worst games and i couldn't agree more like that was he was shooting when he should have passed he passed when he shot yeah he was cutting in when he shouldn't have cut in he was like it was just he was all over the place like i thought he was going to cost us like the game at one point in overtime and there were so many pucks that just like on passes that went off a stick like i was like when do you ever see that? Like you yeah, never see that. Yeah, I, I'm expecting a bounce back from Panarin in Game Two. Like our stars need to to come out there. Like Kreider, it was good that Kreider scored, and and you know Fox got the goal on the power play. Great power play. It was the only one of the game. Again, they were so one sided with the calls. <laughs> four penalties for Pittsburgh, one for the Rangers, or four penal- four power plays for the the Penguins, one power play for the Rangers. Yeah, one five. And the worst part about the five on three too is that. They score with three seconds left. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, you know, you couldn't have waited three seconds to let one in here and then, and then, you know, go back to even up and then you have to kill another. Like, thank goodness they killed another player. That could have been the game right there. Yes. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, Panarin, he just looked lost out there. But I mean, it's great to see the kids step up like in their first playoff games, like real playoff games, you can say. Like, Fox was unreal. Keandre was awesome. I think Braden Schneider played a really solid game. Like he was fine. He didn't see a ton of minutes in OT, but I thought he was fine. Um, yeah. like, like Lafreniere played out of his mind last night. Yeah, Taco I thought he... was strong. Like the kids played well. You kind of look at the vets and you're like, okay, what's going on with these guys? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I need more from. Them. I need more from them. Yeah. Strong played. Strong played pretty well. I mean, that I was upset that he didn't, you know, get his stick on the Fox pass in overtime. Everybody was, everyone was saying, okay, yeah, Strom missed an empty net. Of course. Yes. Yeah. You know this, we know this, but yeah. I, yeah, he, he was definitely, he definitely looked a lot better than he usually looks. Strom missed, Strom missed that game winner. Uh, I think it was a second OT, but he had a good, yeah. he got set nice setup and he missed just wide. And that would have been yep. a goal. Like that was yep. ticketed for the top corner. He just missed. That's not missing open net. Like he's shot at the net, but like he just missed that. That was probably one of the better opportunities in OT. There's not a lot of chance. Like there's a lot of chances where the puck was at the net and they're like trying to like bat it in. Yeah, like but there sh- wasn't a ton of in. like there was no like odd man rushes. You know, like it was very no. controlled. Yeah, they were. They played very conservatively, and yeah. I I was I knew that's how it was gonna how it was gonna happen. Like you know, it's gonna be a garbage goal. It's gonna be like a deflection. Someone's gonna be in front. It's gonna hit off a defender's leg or something like that. And those are the worst goals too. Like, cause it's just like, really that goes in. I know. Yeah. But like you said, there weren't many chances like eye opening chances. They played pretty conservatively on, on defense. 
I, yeah. I I think the biggest things that I need to look for, I need to see are Panarin, need, Panarin and Vitrano need to step up, as well as like the, our our other top guys, like you said, and you know just don't take any penalties, please, just <laughs> please, just don't even breathe on them, tie them up, whatever, do what you got to do, don't hold them, don't throw any like super late body checks, finish your checks for sure, yeah, but like don't. Don't give the refs a reason to blow the whistle. Like right? that's all and, I can say. I, I I don't know. And before the series started, like my preview for it, I was talking about like the Penguins have a really good penalty kill. I think they're number three in the league. And I was like, this is gonna be you know the Rangers get their power play going. Like this will be a huge matchup. And then like the Rangers scored and their one opportunity right like it was almost yeah. like a quick power play. Like oh wow okay like, this is great. Then you didn't see the rest of the game obviously, but it's like. If the Rangers can somehow take, uh, get some penalties instead of taking them, obviously it'd be huge for them. But like, I didn't expect them to only have one power play last night. Like that was like, yeah, no, I didn't. You know, it's like, you know, I I text my brother like late in the third. I'm like, we need a power play here somehow. And then I was like, never mind. They're never gonna call a a penalty on on them like this late in the game. And then they swallow the swallow the ref the um, whistles the rest of the time. But they got us our they got to drive the net more. I mean, they have to like put Pittsburgh in a, in a spot where they have to take a penalty. They didn't do too much of that. Like Heedle drove the net, got a penalty, you know, drew a penalty. Like they got, mm-hmm. they yes, got to yes. crash the net more. So uh, I think that's the biggest thing. The Rangers like size difference, like Pittsburgh's defense, like six, one, I think is the average. And the Rangers like forwards, like they got some animals up front. Like they got to take advantage of their size against them up front. Like that's one of the biggest things that they have going for them. Mm-hmm. Even strength play needs to get better too. They only scored once at even strength. The short-handed goal, of course, was nice. Beautiful saucer pass to 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 Kreider from Zabanajad. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was that was nice. Uh, again, yeah, the even strength needs to needs to step it up. Step it up there. It can't be like beginning of the season where you rely on your power play to to win your games because you're not going to get that many opportunities for sure. So, but when you do get them, you better capitalize on them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They better score. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do you, do you have anything else to add? I mean, like this, I feel Ugh. like you covered it pretty much. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, the garden crowd was incredible last night. Like that was awesome hearing that. Like, I wish I was there. Like mm-hmm. I was sitting there like just listening and I was pissed. They didn't come out to, uh, Bob O'Reilly, like I thought that was like, I was like, why aren't they coming out to that? They come out with, came out with like Jay Z or something. I was like, what the hell? Like, that's the Ranger playoff song, right? Like, that that was a little bit weird that it, they didn't come out to that. But uh, yeah, I, I'm hoping to get to game two. Um, that's the plan right now in my brain, and uh, to get there. But uh, yeah, the Garden crowd, like that was sick hearing that last night. That that was yeah. awesome. I got to try and find a way to watch games two and three on my phone because I'm going to be in Texas for my brother's bachelor weekend. That's gonna oh be man, that's going to be fun. Yeah, and my brother, he, we used to watch the games together, like the playoff games, and he just got back into watching it. Like he he texted me, he's like, the Rangers look awesome. Like, oh, you found the channel, and he's like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it's good that he's watching it, and we watch it together. Like. I hope I hope that superstition wise, I hope that works. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah, I'm very... that's all. I, the good thing is, I think for your case is, I think ESPN is carrying all the games. Yeah, so yeah. you should be I able to watch MSG it. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So you should be able to watch it like on a TV if you anywhere in the US. It seems like, but 
you might have to, you know, get your hands on the uh, scheduling there and figure out like, okay, you know, if 7 PM, we might have to go to a sports bar for dinner or like, you know, one of those kind of things. You gotta get your hands in there and and manipulate the schedule a little bit. That's right. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is that they go to three OT, they'll leave you there, but still that's okay. Did you see, did you see the picture that said like every single game was on Monday at 7 PM? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So someone said like, Oh, the Rangers really took that. Literally the Rangers and the Penguins were trying to get all the games. (laughs) (laughs) They did. I mean, Two sevenths of the way there. <laughs> Eleven o'clock. I'm like, oh my goodness, this. We got another I, old overtime. I was like, oh my god. And then it's like, <sighs> overall, like I completely forgot what it was like to 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 watch playoff hockey. Like when it's my team. I mean, I watched the games uh, on Monday night. Those were good games. Yeah, but yeah, it's but completely nothing, different though. when your team is in it. It's like that ga- that kind of game where the triple overtime game. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to witness that as a fan. I'd rather be some. I w- I'd rather be watching like Boston and Carolina go to triple overtime exactly. than watching the Rangers and the Penguins go to triple. Exactly. Overtime. I was talking to someone this morning. I was like, "They're like, oh, how great was that?" I'm like, "Yeah, it was great. It was a, but terrible at the same time." Like, yeah, like it's great yeah. hockey. Like, great playoff hockey's back in New York, but like, my body just went through six hours of stress. Like, oh my god, I just had four yeah. hours of stress in my life. Like, I don't, like, I don't know what. What's so like Henrik said, this is a great game. I'm like, yeah, Hank, this is yeah, great. He's, Henrik, Henrik sounded like he was ready to jump back in and play games <laughs> like a game, like a game in overtime. Again. Yeah, like, he's like, like, oh, this is, yeah, yeah, this I'm is great. Fine. Yeah, this is what I do. You you eat, you, you got to drink a lot of water or whatever. You have to stay hydrated. And like he just seemed so calm and Valaket was so on edge. And it was just yeah. like you couldn't have a more like contrast Difference of the two of them. I know yeah. Valaket's like, the Raiders got to win this now. And Hank said, this is great. Like, let it keep going. I was like, oh, my God. At the end of the first overtime period, Valaket was like, I don't know how much longer, how much more I could take. Yeah. And it goes like two extra periods. I would love to be a fly on the wall, listen to those two during a game, like watching yeah. it though. Like, yeah, yeah. Just hearing what they have to say, I'm sure it's great. In, in between, in between, like, uh, while the game's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The they have, those, yeah, they have like sure. couches off the set there where they all sit down. Yeah. I love to just like be in that room and just listen to them just banter back and forth. Like, I'm, I, I would love to hear like their actual, like, breakdown of Shesterkin too like because he's just he's so good technically and I would love to hear them like kind of really go into detail about him because he was unbelievable last night like mm. you can't like the Russ goal the power what is the Russ or Malkin who had the tipping was it Russ had the right he had the tipping from Malkin uh, um, I think it was Russ yeah. right yeah like you can't fault him like it was a five on three yeah like, no that's, he that's had nothing, not on Shesterkin you know he had all. nothing there like the, the OT goal was a deflection in front of him like there was nothing that you can be like, oh, he let an easy one there. Like the Penguins were just right down the Rangers' throat. Like they kind of let Igor out the dry. And that could have easily been a five, two, five, three game going exactly. into. They were very know, fortunate to come away that third period, that second period with a tie. Yeah. Like very getting a shorthanded goal there was a gift. Like that yeah. was something I the Rangers, I mean, they played one unbelievable period, one absolutely miserable period. And then they were even through the rest of it. And then it was kind of like, don't make a mistake. And they didn't yeah, really that's push what it, it was. The third period on was just don't make a mistake. So they didn't yeah. take many, ch- except when the kids, the kids line and Fox were out there. They were the only ones that seemed to jump in on the rush. Like they tried to make, they tried to make plays in the offensive zone. Everybody else was like kind of sticking back, uh, playing conservatively. 
it's like they didn't know any better, right? Like they, 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 <laughs> they don't have the experience. They don't know, like, oh, you, you messed up one time. Like this is back on. Yeah, you're I, I like how the, the kids the... cut. I liked how Lafreniere, Hedo, and Kaka went at them. Like they were like, That's no, I mean. we like, want to yeah. get this goal, man. Yeah, like we want to yeah. score. Like screw playing defense. We're offense. We're offense. Like I love that. Just if even if even if like I knew that that call was going to be made again, I'm still telling Kako to do that exact same move. Yep. Put your put your head down or or whatever. Drive. Put your shoulder down. Drive to the net. That was the Gauthier move, but he actually made it work. But he actually except, made it work. Yeah, he actually almost finished it. Yeah, I know. Gauthier just, will fly into the corner, and the puck will be in the other zone. Yeah, a, unfortunately, a, I, a I, get, I love Gauthier, but it's just the kid just cannot finish. That's oh man. If if we could get that level that that finishing from from our kids from like Lafreniere, Hedl, Kako, look out. Because that's that's a deadly that could be a deadly third line. That's what it comes down to. I had Mike Rupp on a while a little a few weeks ago. Great guy, um, and he was saying, blind the the top two lines and just look at the third line, and that'll tell you how good a Stanley Cup team is. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's it, I think that's so true. And it's about I, the depth, right? Every team that wins has depth, right? They can all yeah. roll twelve lines. Mm-hmm. And eventually, to, these guys are going to burn out. Yes, yes, and. Joe Micheletti kept saying, like, you know, they look fresh, the the kids. They look yeah. maybe give give them more shifts. And I was waiting for them to get more an extended look. And it, it just it didn't happen. At a couple points in the overtime period, I was like, all right, this is the point where they realize that they need to get another one. This is where they, they step up through adversity and they, they figure it out. But maybe that'll show as time goes on. Hopefully. I'm hoping that's that's what happens, that they you know, don't take it for granted, and they come back sh- even stronger in game two. I hope so. I yeah, they have to, right? They have to, or else they're yeah. they're in deep trouble. This is the playoffs. Yeah, you can't go down two zero going to Pittsburgh. That's no. just not not ideal. Not, not, not ideal at all. No, they took our home ice away. We have to even it up. We have to. Just uh, you know, th- these are the these are the Cup champions. These are the these are guys that have been through it. The Penguins have and. You know, can't take it easy on them. Exactly. It's going to be a good series. I think this is a great matchup for the Rangers overall. I'd, I'd, I'd much rather have this than, like, play Carolina. Even oh, yeah. Play, let's, say, let's say the Rangers make it to the second round and they play Carolina. I don't care what the result is for that because I know Carolina is the, the better team. I know that. Uh, one day the Rangers will be as good, hopefully, if not better. One day they'll be as good as Florida, you know? Well, I, I'm hoping that this is what the rebuild comes to. The rebuild, with that letter, it comes. This is just a step in the process. The end of the journey is when I said this. I was joking last night. I said the end of the rebuild, that era, is when Lafreniere goes into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> that's the end of it. Yeah, that's that's when I could be like, all right, it was successful or whatever. I'll yeah. go. I'll go if they they raise a cup. I'll say it's successful. There you go. That too. That too. Yeah. yeah. This is just a step in the journey, so we exactly. have to enjoy it as fans. And you know, hopefully, we could come. We could come through with a bounce back game tomorrow on <laughs> Thursday. Um, but yeah, Kyle, thanks for joining me. Yeah, of course. Tough ending, anytime. Tough ending for for the Rangers in Game One, but hopefully they could bounce back, like we said. And uh, also. I'm going to go check out that episode with Tim Peel. I don't know about yeah. everybody else that listens to Ice Cold Takes, but you guys should go check that one out too. I'm going to retweet that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, it was all, it was it was good and bad, obviously, because he agreed with the on-call, but it was good to hear it 
Cause you don't get like the officials don't go like the NBA and explain it. You know what I mean? They just say no goal and they move on with their life. Like NHL released some stupid little statement this morning. Like, Oh, you know, he banged into him. Like and he's, they, they just said, Oh, it was rule 69.1, but don't say anything. So it's cool to hear from an actual 20 year on ice official of what, right. what the process is like, like even like on the phone, like he talked about like what him in Toronto go back and talk about. So like, it was very cool to hear the actual background on how it gets called not great to hear that he agreed with the the officials still think it's a goal he thinks it was the right call 50 50 again but um you know and he also goes into obviously the rest of the calls too but and the officiating in the playoffs in general like how the officials not change their game but there's definitely certain things they focus on like after the after the um whistle scrums and stuff like that so it was cool to hear I kind of like the background of what they look for. Um, but yeah, next time you have me on, let's do it after a win, please. Cause uh, you know, it's tough. It was tough this morning. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I will, I will, I will certainly consider that. That's definitely better. <laughs> the mood is so much better. Everything's better when you're winning. That's, that's what I'll leave everybody with. I let's know. go Rangers. We got to get a big W in game two. Hey Rangers fans. Thank you so much for listening to the ice cold takes podcast this week. Make sure you follow at Ice Cold Takes Pod on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest Rangers info. See you all next week. Time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know.